Hi, this is Debbie and this is Light Up Your Worth. This is the second part of my conversation with my guest, Jolie. She is a holistic astrologer, Reiki master, and has a really beautiful practice of really getting into why we need to understand healing, not only from the physical plane, but from the mental, emotional, and energetic planes. So we're going to continue that conversation as we dive into how our emotions are attached to our primary systems within our body and how addressing our human spirit could really help our healing process. So I also wanted to give a shout out to our listeners who are in South Africa and Romania. Thanks for being here. My heart is full of gratitude for all listeners. And without further ado, we're going to jump into the second part. Enjoy. You are listening to Light Up Your Worth with transformational coach Debbie McAllister, whose vision is to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources for your toolbox to raise the consciousness and frequencies for you and our Mother Earth, to discover the unbelievable resource within yourself. This podcast is for you, the spiritually curious, seeking inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge as you navigate healing, personal growth, and development, as you move forward with confidence, building a consciously intentional radiant life. Each week, you will be given an all-access pass into the lives of other spiritual souls, energetic healers, spiritual modality experts, thought-provoking life coaches, empowering therapists, and uplifting authors who are real and vulnerable as they share their own unique journeys through healing and offer their gifts. This podcast is here to provide engaging and heart-centered conversations that offer so much wisdom, it will motivate you to light up your worth. Thank you for tuning in. Embrace your brilliant, gorgeous, and talented, worthy self. And it's a journey, you know, of understanding that whole reset and digestive, you know, that whole bringing it all the way back to there, all the way back to the nervous system, how it's all so interconnected, you know, these organs are connected to, um, I think you had mentioned to our chakras and there's so much work out there, right? About our chakras and the whole safety thing being in our root chakra. I think a lot of Oh, hopefully, if not, this might be the first time that they've heard about it. You know, the whole feeling safe in your body is a lot of root chakra and sacral chakra work and how that translates into our body parts. And I know I've been doing a lot of work with my liver. And the Mm -hmm. other thing that I've been doing work with is that I had my gallbladder removed in like 26, 27. So we're talking about 30 years ago. I had my gallbladder oh, wow. removed. And so what I what I've discovered is that, you know, this organ, this extra organ really was an extra that that how it the gallbladder secretes bile that helps mm-hmm. your liver mm-hmm. with your digestive. And so I think back of all these digestive issues, I think back of weight struggles through the years after this happened you know, as Mm -hmm. time has gone back Mm -hmm. and now I'm looking back at it and I'm thinking, no, my gallbladder was essential with my liver. And now I have, Mm -hmm. you know, working on my liver, 
and I'm not a heavy drinker. I mean, don't include my twenties in there, but early thirties, but I mean, I'm not, I haven't had any, you know, alcoholic type of tendencies at all, but so, you know, normal drinking. And I think about how that all comes through to this whole thing that we started on, on all four of those systems, how now after all these years later, that work that was done with the gallbladder and the liver, now they're like, okay, you've been foot to the metal What's this reset and digestive? We are not going to let you ignore us anymore. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. that sickness that comes up, the ill, you know, illness. And so yeah. is this is this is such a great. If you don't mind my interrupting, no, I'm dead. Such a great yeah. <laughs> point. Well, only only because I know we touched on it in our chat before we started recording, and it's this idea that in traditional Chinese medicine. Our organs are associated with primary emotions. So the liver system, it's not just the organ of the liver, but everything that the liver is kind of connected to uh, is associated with anger. The kidneys are associated with fear. The heart is associated with joy. The lungs are associated with sadness and grief. The spleen is associated with worry. So we have these organ systems in, in the traditional Chinese medicine point of view. And traditional Chinese medicine is like, you know, thousands of years old. And they were able to connect the body's energetic principles with the physical principles, right? They married them. And this is where I think, you know, we're starting to rediscover that because Let's face it, Western medicine, allopathic medicine is great when you have an acute problem. You know, if you've sliced, locked off the edge of your finger, Reiki's not going to get that back on. But, you know, <laughs> a, a, going to your doctor, is they're going to be able to sew it back. And, and so when it comes to acute medicine, 100%, but when it comes to chronic problems and chronic illnesses, you know, what we see is that Western medicine isn't complete because it does not address the human spirit. Western medicine reduces a human being to its parts, and that's not enough. This is where the holistic bit comes in. Mm -hmm. We have to look at each individual and we have to see, you know, if you have two people coming in presenting with diabetes, Okay, sure, the symptoms might be the same, but how they got there is going to be different for each person. And if that's the case, you don't want to give them the same medicine because how they got there was different. You've got to treat like that root pathway, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So to bring it back to the liver and this idea of being in our bodies, I think of a a practice that I do um, in my Reiki work And that is, if we're feeling a particular part of our body is maybe a bit of out of sync, or we know, you know, from the blood tests and whatever, that something's not quite right. One thing we can do is talk to that organ. Talk to that body part. What is it that you need? What is it that you want me to know? You know, really honor how that body part has adapted to help you survive. And now you're saying, okay, I'm in a good place now. You can stand down. Let's get everything back on track. Mm -hmm. Let's get it so that you're not having to overcompensate. 
as fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. I'm almost like at a loss for words because I just did that recently with the help of a trusted uh, healer. And uh, she was on an episode actually as the medical medium. And we had a session. And in that session, she walked me through connecting in and it goes back to that safety with the liver, it all connected in. Mm -hmm. And we did a a whole experience over me telling my body I had its back in its simplest form. That was, you know, I have my body's back and my body has responded like People can just go watch a video from five months ago and now, and you know, I I look very different Mm -hmm. and connecting in and feeling safe. Like I'm okay. I'm going to stay in my body, you know, and I have my body's back. So when I, I think about that, when I go to make choices, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like the sleep, like if I don't sleep, what I have now know about my own body and having that period of time where I could do that, you know, like, I I think people could do that if they go on vacation, if they don't over plan, and they just have some being time, steady their own body rhythms, like even making one, maybe it's not so simple. I remember in childbearing years for myself that it wasn't so simple. Uh There were so many pools. And that's why I lived on such a depleted sleep cycle Mm -hmm. in this no Mm -hmm. reset and digestive (laughs) phase. But I also didn't understand the importance of it. You know, I was yeah. still in this whole yeah. process of learning of where where I've kind of really I'm starting to really get even firmer on those four areas of it all connecting in the whole energetic, physical. Oh, help me. Here. Mental, emotional, Mental, yeah. emotional. And I had spent so much deep dives in, you know, the mental and the emotional And then the energetic and then the physical was like, hello, are we the, you know, the evil stepchild here? Like, and then they, it gets our attention, right? With this dis-ease. And I think that's why so many practices, however people get there, is that they're all working towards us connecting with that. And our physical body will, like, it gives you signs. Our body is always talking to us, but are we listening? Right. And the author of Women Who Run with Wolves, oh, uh, yeah. so her name is Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. She has a beautiful book called, I believe it's called The Joyous Companion. It might be The Joyous Body. She talks about the body as being the consort. Our bodies are with us 24 7, 365 days a year. Our body was there when we were born and it will be there when we die. The body is our companion. And yet, you know, you think about a beloved pet or a child, an elderly parent or a grandparent or other relatives, someone you really care about saying, Debbie, can I have a glass of water? My, my throat's a bit dry. Would you just go, oh, I'm, I'm working on something. I'll, I'll come back to you in a minute. No, you would, you would go, oh, l- let me get you a glass of water. Right. But, you know, you think about it. That's what we do to our bodies. You're thirsty, but you're like, I'm working. I'll get up and get some water in a minute. I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Let me just write this paragraph. Let me just take one more call. We treat our bodies in a way that we wouldn't treat others. Right. We're so, it's so hard. 
you know, it's, well, mm-hmm. I, I think we have a lot of collective stuff there, you know, like, is mm-hmm. it being selfish to take care of yourself when you have self-compassion, when you're learning boundaries, you know, those four areas of boundaries, that's pretty powerful. I'd never actually have heard that because I've done some boundary work with Dr. Cloud and, yep. you know, his book, yep. whoo man, is that powerful stuff, but I never see mm. heard it broken down into how you explained it with that workshop, because there's so many different types of boundaries and being yes. respectful of it. And, you know, one of the boundary things, and you might laugh about this, but I remember if I couldn't make something and somebody wanted me to go do something, I always felt like I had to explain why. Well, when I stopped explaining I, st- I closed that door like, no, I'm just, I'm, I have something planned. And I learned that from my, some of my personal development coaches, Johnny and Laura were like, you don't have to explain, like you're still giving them permission to try to convince you when you are really trying to hold your own boundaries of like, you could be home being with your cat or I don't have a cat, but you know, you could be home with your dog for me. I'm like, yeah, I'll hang out with my dog. And because I need to be and, yeah. and they gave us permission to actually clear out on our calendar, like uh, once a month, I allow like if it's Saturday or a Sunday where I call it my pajama days, like I have that pajama day. I mean, maybe I'm not physically in my pajamas. Maybe I throw on yoga shorts or, you know, mm-hmm. my moo that I wear around the house. And, but I'm, I'm not dressed, you know, like I am in that relaxed state. I might fiddle around the house. I might read, I might nap, I might do nothing, but it, it doesn't involve watching TV usually though, for myself, that usually doesn't recharge my batteries unless I'm, you know, in a Hallmark marathon or something, but because I have a tendency to check out of my body, if I'm watching TV, I've an awareness I've had to learn for myself, but just being like marking that literally on the calendar that this is that weekend, like, no, you know, or say something does come up, like somebody wants to go do right now, it's summer here in Flagstaff. And I want to go do the whole cornhole thing. Like, it's so fun. So if I get invited to that, Mm. I might switch it, right? Like, okay, now this is the weekend, but I will not go, you know, four weekends without having my, my pajama days. And that's, that is a beautiful containing boundary where I am prioritizing myself and I am taking care of myself mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically. And that's, that's huge and something to absolutely celebrate. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I've had to let go of the, like we, you had talked about the whole comparison, you know, with the, the story that you shared about Michael Phelps, because, and releasing that of, yeah, that's just what I do. And I have friends mm-hmm. who have adopted it and it's, they all are like, yeah, Debbie taught me about, you know, my PJ weekend or my PJ day. I'm like, yes, there's my mark on the world. Do you have a PJ day? Even if it's every other month, you know, maybe yeah. you're in the middle of sports season for your kids or dance or something, some competition, but you know, how can you still incorporate that in? Even if it's a half a day, my goodness, just having exactly. Yeah. Got to start somewhere. Well, and mm-hmm. it's interesting too, though. So now I'm going to, I'm going to draw in a little bit of astrology here. So first of all, with regards to the TV, one of my favorite astrologers talks about how 
TV. You know how they talk about chemicals and plastics being estrogen mimics? Mm-hmm. There'll be hormone mimics in, in like plastics and things like that. And, and so that's why they're not good for us. And so these mimics are, you know, they're not the real thing. They mimic what that hormone is but it's not a good form of the hormone. And so it it wreaks havoc in our bodies. Well, television, according to Caroline Casey, is a Neptune mimic. Now, Neptune, amongst other things, is seen as the planet of dreams, visions, dreams, and music, but dreams, dreams. And in her reasoning, she was saying how when you watch too much TV, it's like a Neptune mimic. And what you're actually doing is decreasing your dream time because you're replacing it with this mimic, this, you know, this this Neptunian kind of or anti-Neptunian. I'm watching TV and it's just being fed to me. It's not growing out of me organically. It's being fed to me. And so, you know, I'm not saying you should never watch TV, but I'm just saying people should maybe monitor how much TV they watch. Because it's this mimic that doesn't serve them and steals their dream time. So, oh. so that's something to think about. Yes. Um, and then we were ta- what was the other thing? You, you mentioned one other thing that I was going to tie into the astrology. That's it. So one thing I've noticed is that when I'm reading um, astrological, when I'm doing a, a natal chart consultation, people with planets in the 12th house are usually particularly prone to needing those pajama days. They need to spend time alone because by having planets in the 12th house, that solitude is where they recharge their batteries. And, you know, again, this is where the natal chart is so interesting. I've had clients who have, for example, uh, Mars opposite the sun. And they'll say to me, everyone keeps telling me I should meditate, but I can't. I cannot sit there and physically just be, you know, and it's like, well, you can meditate, but that's not the way for you to meditate. Your meditation has to be physical. So for example, you can meditate whilst you run and, and you get, but it's, it's all about your intentionality. Mm-hmm. Are you setting yourself up to go for a run with the intention of hitting that stride and feeling that flow and being in the moment that's meditation and it doesn't have to be sitting with incense cross-legged on the floor i mean that works for some people but it's not going to work for everyone you can meditate washing the dishes you can meditate sweeping the floor and you can be thinking to yourself i am sweeping with intention and i'm sweeping out that which no longer needs to be in my space. Yes. Yes. That's yes, a taste yes. of how, how I yes. how I tie in the astrology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are gonna pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Hi, it's Debbie. If you have appreciated the phenomenal and nourishing spiritual souls that have blessed us as the guests of the podcast. I would invite you to please consider supporting the operational expenses of the podcast. I recently set up a Patreon account through the urging 
of some friends. So what's in it for you? There are ongoing benefits of joining the Light Up Your Worth Patreon account. There's a peek at the exclusive behind the scenes of creating a podcast, bonus episodes with my guests, and energetic healing meditations. And I am just beginning. Your Patreon support allows me to continue the podcast vision to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources to nurture you on your spiritual journey. Together, we can raise the consciousness and frequency for yourself, the collective, and Mother Earth. Please support me on Patreon. You can begin to subscribe for as low as $2.27 per month, which is really less than a coffee or subscription to watch TV. So you can find it at www.patreon.com, light up your worth, all one word, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash light up your worth, no spaces, sending you sunshine. It's Debbie. Do you love to read? I know I do. I've been reading since I was found in the closet, uh, probably before kindergarten, reading a book with the flashlight. Yeah, I was that child. I can remember as I was growing up during the summer, I would see how many books I could possibly read over the summer. I was always that girl. But somehow in the busyness of life and going through education and momhood and career, I let books that just lit me up without a link to my own professional development just kind of get put on the side. And with all of the isolation that's occurred over the last two years, all the challenges we've had, I really had to come back and find that part of myself that would just love to dive into a really good book. So I have joined a book club and I'm with Brianna Brown with Badass Book Besties. She's amazing. You can find her on Insta, Badass Book Besties. Not only is she just this wonderful person, but she also shares the love of books and learning and her online book club is just so delightful. So, so, so delightful. I've been able to dive into books that really bring me a lot of pleasure and enjoying them and being able to go to. We've been reading or we've read already the Elizabeth Gilbert City of Girls, The Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. We're reading A Timeless and she just makes it a lot of fun. So if you feel like joining us, feel free, let her know, let Brie know that you found her by me. Again, find her on Instagram, Badass Besties or her website, Bree Brown, which is B-R-I-B-E-E Brown.com. Yeah, I I love that. You know, I'm a, I'm not really strong in the astrology, but when you were talking about the being in the 12th house and you know needing the time to yourselves, you know, I've I've always been a social person. Never have had a, you know, talking. But as I've, what I've noticed is I've become more in my body, more aware, more connected in with all four of those areas of my life that started to come forth. And, you know, I recently read a book about what it, you know, invert versus experts. And I always thought Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. experted, but I needed inverted time. Now, what I've realized is that there's actually four types of inverts. 
as well. And one of them is the is a social invert. Like we are social, we're not socially inept. We can go out there and be there, but we do need that time and being able to really understand that. I mean, that book was so powerful. It's by um, Jen Jones, by the way, and it's so powerful in understanding uh, connecting in with being an invert, but a social mm-hmm. one, and that why it's okay, why that why that PJ day is so important, why that's part of my whole going back to your whole reset and digestive, right? So 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 powerful. Yeah, mm. I, I think I could just mm. keep talking to you forever, and we haven't even dug into like so much of the Chinese medicine, and really with this whole you know the metaphysical with our physical and our energetic and our mind and our emotions. Like, it's just so important. I I love that you have been able to find a way to incorporate all of that with Mm. the work that you're doing. Most people specialize in one area, you know, just because that's just kind of how I think collectively, how it usually comes out, maybe two. And, but you've been able to pull it all in with all of these different modalities is so unique. So I would think if somebody is like, maybe they're struggling with something and maybe it's coming up more physical for them, that you would be a really good resource for them to be able to tie in all four of them, being able to use all of this to be able to help them Mm -hmm. through. What is that? You know, and I think it could be something as simple. Maybe they're not sleeping, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. not something simple, but, or they can't calm their mind down or after two years of being in uh, not very, very social, now they're trying to get out there and they are struggling. In in my Reiki practice, I, I was really lucky prior to the pandemic happening. I was working in an interdisciplinary a health clinic and working alongside uh, chiropractors and osteopaths and, you know, sports therapists anyway. And, and so I was offering Reiki and it was really wonderful because I was able to offer it in tandem with all these other modalities. So it would be part of their kind of protocol, if you will. And then also had patients that only saw myself and I, I definitely worked with people who were suffering from insomnia, uh, people who were suffering from anxiety. I had one gentleman who was going through a prolonged period of grief over a partner passing away. So, yeah, it, it, it taught me a lot. It really, really deepened my practice and made me appreciate, like you said, about how interconnected everything is, you know, on, on the inside and the outside. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So now how could somebody reach you if they're wanting to connect with you? Thank you, Debbie. So I have a website that I keep talking about revamping, <laughs> but it has all, all the uh, essential information there. And that is bodhimindful.com. So B-O-D-H-I-M-I-N-D-F-U-L, all one word, bodhimindful.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Voting Mindful as well. So those are, yeah, those are the easiest ways to reach me. You could always email me as well at Jolly, J-O-L-I, at VotingMindful.com. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to hear who reaches out and, you know, can really help them make that shift, you know, that they're like, oh, I think that might be my gal, my person, you know, I think it would be really super powerful to be able to do that, you know, I mean, 
you can connect your astrology navel chart to something that's even happening or making a decision about different moments. I think it's always so good to have something that we can use as, you know, I don't want to call them sounding boards, but something that you can help make the, you know, make some decisions if you're getting stuck in transition and, and who isn't in transition right now in the world. I mean, the world's in transition itself, the earth, (laughs) it's moving. (laughs) Well, I think one of my favorite quotes from uh, Moshe Feldenkrais is life is movement, right? Or movement is life. I think is actually his quote. And and I've always thought about that. You know, life is is not a static thing. Life is about being in flux. And, you know, can we navigate that flux as gracefully as possible? And, you know, the astrology part of my practice, that's all about stories and the narr- you know, the narratives that we have in our heads and, and the stories we tell ourselves. And can we shift? And then I, I bring in the Reiki to, you know, take those insights, but then ground them into the body, ground them into our physical body and our energetic body. And yeah, I, I, I love what I do and obviously could just keep talking about it all night. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, something yeah. that and, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's so interesting, and you know, I want to thank you for joining me. I know I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona, and you're in the UK. So for those listeners, you know, it's my midday and it's her late evening. And so I want to thank you for making, you know, making this time change work across the pond, as I like to call. And I just feel so grateful and blessed that you were able to join me and you know, and really provide so much value to our listeners you know, the light up your worth community. And um, so thank you, Jolly. Thank you for having me. Really loved this conversation. If you enjoyed this light up your worth episode, be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when a new episode is posted. New episodes are available every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you enjoyed this Light Up Your Worth episode, which I hope you did, be sure to share with a soulful friend who needs to hear this message. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Light Up Your Worth community. My heart is full of gratitude for you. You're my inspiration to shine the light of spiritual, heart-centered women. Now go out there and shine your light. Sending sunshine.